the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Man, I uh, I absolutely hate it when uh, someone that I have admired for a long time goes off the rails in some way, goes off the deep end theologically, morally, or or whatever. I I just hate it. One of the uh, one of the worst experiences in my entire ministry was way back in uh, it probably was about 74 90, it's either 73 or 74 long story and I'll try to make it short uh I grew up in southern california every year a pastor from wichita kansas came to my church in california and held a revival his name was doyle hopper love that man he stayed at our house once And uh, when I was 12 years old, he was out at our church in California, and he put his arm around me and said, son, someday you're going to work for me. Oh, my goodness. I thought, really? It happened. It happened. After college, uh, Joy and I worked in Florida for a while. Anyway, we ended up, and uh, I was his youth pastor. Good-sized church. 800 people or so in in Wichita, and I was working for my hero. I mean, I was working for my all-time hero. And then he had a moral failure, big moral failure. And I'm telling you, I was absolutely crushed. So was Joy. He had become her hero as well. Um, it was it was absolutely devastating. Well, that was probably the most devastating because I was so close to him. He was he was like a father to me. Um, and I've had several others as well. People I've looked up to, people I've respected, and it it's just terrible, and I hate it, and I hate to talk about it. And that's the way I feel about Rick Warren. Uh, I've just had enormous respect for Rick Warren. Joy and I were in Washington, D.C., I think for the first inauguration of George W. Bush. Someone paid our way. We got to go, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And there was a prayer breakfast. And uh, Rick Warren, even at that time, was you know pretty big, very well-known. I'll never forget, he was outside where the breakfast was, and he was just shaking hands. He wasn't speaking. He just was just shaking hands. Hi, how are you? He stopped Joy and I, and we talked, and he was—and I just thought, wow, 
wow, that man, that's really incredible. And I, I've watched his ministry and admired and honored his ministry, and I've just had utmost respect. There were times that he was really attacked because he said this or did this, and I defended him. On this program, I defended him. Took a lot of heat. People got mad at me. and But he, in, in my opinion, is just destroying his testimony. Most of you know he has retired from Saddleback Church. And what an incredible ministry God gave him. A couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't know, He changed his theological position on women pastoring, women being ordained. For way over 30 years, Rick Warren was a complementarian. Women are important. Women are vital. But they're not pastors. We don't ordain women. That was his position. That was the position of the Southern Baptist Convention. Still is. And that was his position. He's spoken about it in the past. And for whatever reason, he has changed his position dramatically. And I might say radically. Not only has he changed his position, he has become an evangelist for women preachers, women's ordination. Uh, The couple that succeeded him at Saddleback, the wife is considered a co-pastor. Saddleback has ordained several women. One of the satellite churches just a few months ago installed a woman as a senior pastor. All right. Now, I realize that many of you don't have a problem with that. You are an egalitarian, which says that women have as much right biblically to be pastor as men. I don't hold to that position. That's not my position, and I believe my position is biblical. I honor people who disagree with me. And again, I realize many people in my audience disagree. That's fine. I'm not going to argue with you, and I'm certainly not going to condemn you. But I don't agree. The Southern Baptist Convention, for years and years and years, in their Baptist faith and message, which is their doctrinal statement, has said... We love women. Women are important. Women are weak. The church could not exist without women, but the office of pastor is reserved for men. Okay? That's their doctrinal position. To be a Southern Baptist church, you cooperate. You agree with the Baptist faith and mission. You look at their doctrinal statement and you say, okay, I agree with that. Yeah, okay, count me in. Every church is autonomous, but every church has agreed to at least agree on the bare-bones doctrinal foundation, and one of those is male pastors, all right? The Southern Baptist Convention is complementarian. It is not egalitarian. All right, Rick Warren retired. And the Southern Baptist Convention, I think it's the executive committee, I'm not real familiar with all the politics. Had a meeting. Rick Warren's church has been very loud and proud in their complete turnaround. I mean, they've had a 180 on this thing of women pastors. 
And they voted, and they said, uh, we're going to ask Saddleback Church to disassociate, disfellowship, because they no longer agree with us on an important doctrine. Okay, fine. Rick Warren agrees. We don't, we no longer agree with the Southern Baptists on women pastors. We no longer agree. Okay, so you disagree. The convention said, uh, we can't walk together any longer. Thank you for all that you've done. And you would think that a man of character and integrity like Rick Warren would simply say, hey, we're going a different direction. God bless all of you. Thank you for the fellowship we've had for 35 years. I'm going in a different direction. God bless you. No, 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 no. He's trying to fight. He's trying to divide the convention, and it breaks my heart. I'm being serious. If you disagree, fine. Just go quietly. Why try to blow up America's largest Protestant denomination? And that's what exactly, he's trying to blow the whole thing up over his doctrinal change. They didn't change. He did. And today he has been on a Twitter rampage. Today he said this, and I quote, Hypocrisy, all capital letters. The 2023 SBC will kick out churches for having a woman preach while honoring Charles Stanley, SBC president, who was saved through a woman preaching, all capitals. Okay, it is true that Charles Stanley was saved under a Pentecostal woman preacher. That is true. It is also true. Charles Stanley never endorsed women preachers. It is also true that during his entire adult life, he associated with the Southern Baptist Convention and agreed with their position on women pastors. How dare Rick Warren use Charles Stanley's salvation experience to prove his point? I read that and I just thought, Rick, what are you doing? Why has this become so important to you to take Charles Stanley's testimony completely out of context Of course someone, even if you are a complementarian like I am, of course somebody can be saved under a woman preacher. It's the Word of God that brings conviction. I mean, look at the people that have been saved through absolutely crooked pastors. Corrupt, evil pastors, but they preached. And it was the Word of God that brought results. I just... And he, again, he has become an evangelist, and he is determined to come to the Southern Baptist Convention, which is coming up, I don't know, next week, sometime soon. And he is attempting to push his new doctrinal position on the entire convention, and it has the potential for splitting it wide open. And I just don't understand why. Again, if he's changed his position, 
Fine. That's okay. But don't try to blow up a, a, a denomination, a convention that has done such incredible good. You say, Bob, that doesn't impact me. Yes, it does. The Southern Baptist Convention, with all their faults and failures, is the largest Protestant denomination in America. And whatever happens there will impact all of Christianity in America. I am praying that God will intervene and the convention will have real unity. And I honestly pray that Rick Warren's attempt to divide it will fail miserably. I pray good things for Rick Warren. I pray God uses him, but I'm just so disappointed. My heart aches. And I'm praying for the Southern Baptist Convention that there will be unity and victory. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Uh, You know the old saying, money talks. I don't know when the last time was that I talked about golf on this program. I'm not a golfer. Um, I have not actually been on a golf course for several years. Used to go probably once, maybe twice a year with my son, grandsons. But, oh, my goodness, I haven't been for a long, long time. I was always bad. Always, always, always bad, but enjoyed it. It was fun, you know, even though I was just really, really bad. But there is big, big, big news in the golf world today. If you know anything about golf at all, you know about the PGA. All right, the PGA is the tour here in America. It's the big tour. They sponsor most of the major uh, tournaments and so on and so forth. And they have had basically an iron hold on American golf for years. It's because it's the PGA Tour. Well, then a couple of years ago, a brand new tour sprang up sponsored primarily by Saudi Arabia. And it's the Live Tour, L-I-V. I don't know whether it's Live or Leave. I've heard it spon- uh, pronounced both ways, but it's L-I-V. And uh, Saudi Arabian government and others thought, uh, hey, we're going we're, we're gonna to compete with the PGA. We're going to form our own tour. We got a lot of money. We're going to uh, we're going to entice some of the big stars from the PGA to come over to the live. Oh my goodness! People in the PGA, including our own Jack Nicklaus, immediately condemned it. I don't know that they used the word traitor, but that was certainly the implication. If you leave the PGA and join this this uh, uh, competitor, 
You're a traitor. You're a traitor. You're a traitor. You will never be able to come back to the PGA. You will not be able to play in PGA events. If you leave and join this competitive tour, you're going to be punished. We'll punish you. We're not going to even, we're not even going to speak to you. They were called all kinds of bad names and so forth. Uh, Phil Mickelson was one of the best-known golfers who decided, and by the way, they were offering enormous amounts of money to come over to live. I don't know what Phil Mickelson was paid, but it was big. Uh, Rumor, it was never substantiated, but there were a lot of rumors that uh, uh, Tiger Woods was offered millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars if he, even though they knew he probably wouldn't be able to play much longer, at least he would go over and give his name to this new tour. Um, uh, Oh, my goodness, uh, brain cramp. Um, The Australian guy, he's got his own clothing apparel. I've got a couple of his shirts. Say It'll come to me here in a moment. Uh, He was one of the primary leaders of Liv. Well, Liv got off the ground. They had a tremendous amount of money backing them. They got TV contracts. They got some big names from the uh, PGA. And, man, they were off and running. And, again, the old school from the PGA and even a bunch of the younger guys. I'll never do it. Never. Never. They're a bunch of traitors. Saudi Arabia. Oh, terrible, horrible, awful. And, I mean, you talk about enemies. Oh, my goodness. Until today. Yes. The PGA, to the shock of almost every player in the PGA, announced today they're merging with their arch enemy, Liv. They're merging? Yeah. Why? Well, you know the reason why. Money. Money. This is going to be interesting to see all this, how it all shakes out. All right, folks. Hey, thank you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful evening. But please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.